conversations about theology, culture, and all things shades. I'm Brad Brown, joined in the studio by John Mark Durow, Jonathan Hafes, and a special guest today, Andrew Thompson. Andrew, how's it going? Hey, Brad, what's up? It's so good to see you in the flesh. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. I haven't seen. Uh, well, I saw you last week because I picked up my yes. uh, my kit of uh, Easter things. Late, yes, a little bit late. We had a conversation. Um, that was cool. Practiced. Yeah. Safe social distancing. Felt normal outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it all came back to me. Conversation. <laughs> How to interact with people. It's like riding a bike. <laughs> uh, and then, but I haven't seen John Mark really in maybe like a month. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's kind of weird. I haven't been in the sanctuary maybe yeah six weeks. Yeah, I'm just excited to see somebody's face besides these two. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody could have been you, could have been whoever. struggling. Yeah. <laughs> well, man, how's quarantine life been for you? Um, you know, it, I mean, it's uh, it's definitely slow. You know, um, I think there's good things to it, but I mean, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to things going back to normal. I mean, I don't mind like work being slow, but I wish while work was slow, I could hang out with my friends <laughs> every day. Yes. So it's like uh, Zoom isn't doing it for you. Yeah, it's tough doing meetings that way. Um, so one good thing. Oh shit! This man, I gotta cut that out. Andrew's phone, <laughs> my phone went off. <laughs> oh, distractions. Um, but uh, what was I gonna say? Um, one good thing. One good thing is uh, my sister moved to Birmingham last year, and so she has two kids, her and her, uh, uh, my brother-in-law, Mike. I, I get along with them, so that that's cool. So I, get, I got to hang out with my niece and nephew a lot. It's cool. So if that wasn't here, I'd probably be even more bored and, like, over it. You know? Oh, yeah, but totally. It's something. It's good. It's a good thing. That's awesome. Well, the reason we have Andrew in the studio today is because we're starting a new series called Meet a Member, where, let me explain it. It's, I love our creativity and our naming of things. What do you mean by that? Shades yeah, Midweek. Meet a Member. Well, this is going to be yeah. a meet podcast a where you meet a member of Shades Valley. Wow. And we're starting off with one of our elders, Andrew. Wow. And we're just going <laughs> to interview him, get to know him a little bit. But before we interview Andrew... Uh, uh, for those that don't know what an elder is at Shades Valley, Jonathan, why don't you give a brief? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was there any particular reason you emphasized brief, Brad? One, one minute or less <laughs> would be minute. good. A little explanation of what uh, the elders are at Shades Valley. Sure. Uh, I mean, an, an elder, the, the words in Scripture used to describe elders are really interchangeable whether you call them elders or whether you call them pastors or so so we use those two terms which really in the bible mean the same thing we use those two terms at shades to distinguish between pastors who are employed by shades valley which would be me brad and john mark and pastors who are not employed they volunteer they're they're lay pastors and so those we refer to as elders so elders are really pastors and they do what pastors do the word pastor is related to the word shepherd so that is kind of the the governing picture, I think, for me in my mind as to what defines what an elder does. They mm. shepherd. So what does a shepherd do? A shepherd leads, 
the sheep, a shepherd feeds the sheep, and a shepherd protects the sheep. And so those are kind of the three fundamental jobs of elders at Shades Valley Community Church. They're supposed to lead the body, uh, first and foremost, by example in their Mm -hmm. own lives, by their own character. They're supposed to lead through caring for the body and counseling the body. They're supposed to lead through giving oversight and direction to the whole body. So they lead, they feed the sheep, um, which primarily means they teach the sheep. They feed them the word of God. A man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And so all of our elders teach in various capacities. That doesn't mean they all preach on Sunday mornings, but they teach in various ways and capacities. So they feed the sheep. And then the third thing, they protect. Um, and this uh, th- this has a similar function to teaching, whereas teaching is kind of this positive thing. Uh, protecting uh, can be viewed as teaching through a negative light. In other words, you refute false teaching. Uh, you're guarding, you're protecting uh, the congregation from things that are false. Uh, you're also protecting the congregation from uh, things growing up and causing division within the body. So the elders are responsible for practicing church discipline and things of that nature. So that's really what elders are in Scripture and in Shades. And that wasn't one minute, but that's about as short as I can make it. They're shepherds <laughs> who lead, feed, and protect the sheep. No, that was awesome. I think we're very much trying to break the stereotype that our elder board is a group of people who are business savvy or a board of trustees. Not that Andrew isn't business savvy. I'm not saying that. That's exactly why we chose Andrew is because he wasn't <laughs> business savvy. Yeah. Well, now, now that I hear what an elder should be, I, I'm going to have to put my yeah. resignation. Letter in. I, uh, this has really been a learning experience yeah. for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, well, we are excited to have you on today, Andrew. Uh, so that, the body can get to know you a little bit more. So I really uh, want to get to know. I don't know this guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I thought we could start uh, with you just telling us a little bit about where you're from, how you came to the faith. Uh, yeah. So um, I'm from uh, Mobile, Alabama. I've lived in Alabama. The Bay. Are you going to be doing this the whole time? That, that's all I do. It's all I do is I just interject ridiculous, <laughs> non-helpful comments that distract cool. people. Yeah, no, that's cool. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, from Mobile and uh, went to Auburn. and Where you go? Yeah, uh, for sure. He does um, it too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then got, I got a job after Auburn in Birmingham. And I, I pretty much, I mean, I've lived here since then, so... Uh, uh, spent a lot of time in Birmingham. I really, I really like this city. I feel connected to it. What What year was that that you got the job here? Uh, 2006. Yeah. Wow. So 14 years. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. When you say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Little known fact that I'm I'm the same age as Jonathan Hafes over here. Our mm. birthdays are really close together. When's yeah. Your, when's your oh, birthday? Oh, really? Uh, November. Yeah. I'm October 27th. Oh wow. And you're November what? Uh, 10th. Yeah. Got you wow. about like 14 weird. days. Very weird. <laughs> Very weird. Yeah. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, moved to uh, Birmingham. And um, I, I guess I started going to Shades uh, maybe six years ago. Um, and, yeah, so, wait, and you wanted me to uh, talk about testimony or let me make sure i'm following this yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, outline here did you yeah. uh did you grow up in the church did you 
Grew yeah. up in the faith. Okay. I did. Tell so, us a little bit about that. Yes. Yeah. So uh, my parents uh, were great examples, uh, both believers and uh, my sister even too. She's older than me. She's two and a half years older. And I think that makes a difference too, is just uh, the decisions your siblings make, uh, just kind of family dynamics, you know. But uh, yeah, all of them uh, definitely uh, really committed believers. And, and I guess a thing I appreciate about my parents is that uh, I felt like their faith was real and it wasn't um, just like rules or it wasn't just about like restrictions or uh, um, it wasn't like a moral uh, thing, but it was like you could tell it was a real a living thing in their lives that they were getting life from their faith, mm. you know, so yeah. you uh, felt like it was lived out in the home. Modeled. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's not like my parents were perfect, but I but I feel like I got a sense of what it means to for for your faith to be real. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, what type of church did you grow up in? So it was uh, it was a charismatic church, and right, calm down, calm, calm down, John Mark. All right, all right. I didn't. Uh, Things are about to get wild. Yeah, I mean, I have memories of being. Uh, like pretty young, like maybe like six or seven, and I, and I remember uh, so there we would like sit down in a in a row. It was like folding chairs. It was kind of it was like a uh, it was like a a gym is where we met, which was kind of maybe radical. Carpet was it a carpeted gym? Uh, yes, it was Kay. a carpeted gym. Yeah. I would have put money on that. Had the <laughs> <laughs> that's what was a thing, yeah. but yeah, had the like the little three pointer line under your feet. You oh, look yeah. down there, you know where to stand. <laughs> Uh, and I remember like, uh, there'd be a couple like this sitting in, in front of us on the row above in front of us. And one of them would have brought maybe like a tambourine from their house, you know, kind of like how people oh, yeah. bring their own bowling balls to uh, an alley. If they're really <laughs> into it, if you're really into the praise and worship, yeah, you might have your own, uh, your own signature tambourine, tambourine. and you might bring it out. Did you, know? you, did you ever bring a tambourine? I did not. Okay. No, I, this was something I witnessed <laughs> very young. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and when things got, you know, jamming, you yeah. know, they might go in, out into the aisle. They might slap that tambourine. <laughs> on. <laughs> was it ever distracting at all? Or uh, no. Just a, did it feel like a normal part of worship? I mean, I didn't know any different. Yeah. I think that's I think that's a thing about growing up in a denomination is For like sure. it is your framework. And, and it's like you kind of see the world through that perspective or tradition, and then later you kind of realize, oh, this is a it, it, this is a tradition that started at a certain time and has positives and negatives to it, and yeah, you, you can kind of like step outside and look back at it a little bit. But yeah, when you're young, I mean, it's just like this. I guess this is just what it, being a Christian is, you know, for sure. Yeah. And it, and it and it was a good church. Like I I like I still uh, I'm I'm really thankful to have grown up in it. Like I don't have a big negative about it or anything yeah yeah it's awesome yeah i mean we're a pretty diverse body people come from different church backgrounds so how would you say growing up in a charismatic church has shaped the way that you view and practice your faith um yeah uh good question i i mean yeah i i guess I mean, it was definitely like my introduction to the faith was through that particular tradition. So, um, 
my first kind of memories of what the Lord is, it was definitely like a very, that God is very personal, that God is, there's a, there's an immediacy to it that the idea of like, can you experience the presence of God? It was something I never uh, doubted or mm. it was like it was from day one, that was part of the story, you know? Uh, so certain things like that, I'm kind of grateful that that was instilled in me. But I, but then later I think in college uh, just kind of like expanded maybe like uh, what, um, how, how I, I, I want to walk out Christianity or just how oh, yeah. I want to live my faith out. So there, and there, so there are definitely things that I've like kind of, uh, maybe de-emphasized. Okay. I mean, I don't, maybe emphasis is a good way to describe, you know, the different denominations that some of them emphasize something mm-hmm. that maybe you never want to lose that thing that they emphasize. But later in life, you may, it's like maybe looking at like a, a soundboard and like one instrument is really loud, you know, <laughs> and <laughs> that would be the tambourine. <laughs> yeah, that's a tambourine. <laughs> and so later in life, you're like, okay, I'm gonna pull down a little bit of that tambourine. <laughs> still, the tambourine's still there. It's very quiet. It's, yeah, it's still barely in the audible. Yeah. <laughs> the shofar sometimes it shades. No. Yeah, I, I can go get my shofar out of my office right now. <laughs> right, and they maybe yeah. you want to emphasize something else that you feel like was missing that mm. you that that means a lot to you that you know that you it's that balance that you're kind of you know, hoping to kind of achieve. And I, I do appreciate that about shades. I, I do mm. feel a balance between kind of even uh, liturgical elements that I did not experience uh, growing up, which I, which I really like. Yeah. And then, uh, but there's still this idea of like someone might grab the mic and say something over the body, which I like, you know, it's a, a, a spontaneous element still there. Yeah. So um, anyway, I, I like the balance that we have. Yeah. That's awesome. So how, did you find shades when you came to Birmingham? How were you introduced to the body? Yeah. So, uh, when I moved to Birmingham, I went to a church that my sister was going to and, uh, and I liked it. It was, it was a good church. I was there for the first couple of years and I, I, I had friends there, but it wasn't, um, I felt like our relationship centered a little bit around, uh, like my friends at the church, our relationship centered around kind of church activities, if that makes sense. Mm. And so I would have my friends that were, that connected me to the church. And then I would have other friends and community that were connected to stuff that, that I cared about, that I felt called to be a part of, or just things going on in the city, just things that I was passionate about. It would be like a different crowd that mm. I would do that with. Mm-hmm. And then the church crowd kind of, we w- we would only spend time together at like church events really and yeah, yeah. um I, I i think i guess the first uh introduction of shades i went to this i guess loosely called a small group cuz basically just like a hangout <laughs> <laughs> sounds very shades <laughs> yeah sounds and, about right uh it was at someone's house and it was they called it a thursday night uh, dinner club or something like that. Supper club. Yeah. Supper. Uh, yeah. Something like that. And, uh, Joseph Walensky was there mm. and I met, uh, did you know him at the time? Um, no, I, I think just through going to this thing, I probably just met him one time and then it was like, Hey, there's this thing. And so I went to it and like, I really did connect with the people. And so I started going to that and I was actually still going to that other church. Mm. And, uh, 
it was actually a couple months later that I was like, oh, I might as well join this thing, you know. <laughs> but I've never, I've never joined a church having uh, gone to the Sunday service as the last step of joining it. To me, mm. it was always the first step, and then you go, you meet the people and all this stuff, you know. Yeah, it's like, yeah. well, you know, how did it feel on Sunday? But this was actually mm. the. It was actually, I was at the point where I was gonna join Shades, whether I hated. Sunday or not, <laughs> so, man. That takes so much pressure for John. That takes so much pressure off us. You have no idea. I was like, this feels. has to be really terrible for me not to join because I already yeah. feel connected. You know, but there was something about the people and how they were living out their faith in yeah. community. Yeah, that really resonated with you. That was really attractive. Right, to and I felt like cool. if there was like something happening in Birmingham, that I would see these people there in a way that like just felt natural, like it. It didn't feel uh, forced like my church friends, you know, it felt mm. like actual uh, natural friends you would you would have. Yeah, for sure. Are there any other reasons you can think of why you ultimately decide to plant roots here at Shades or anything maybe to broaden the question that you've come to love about being at Shades, being a part of this body? Um, I mean, I guess what I already mentioned as far as uh, the balance between all these different traditions and uh perspectives mm. in christianity um it was something that i i had not experienced at any other so place you, you just grew up at the charismatic church that one church yeah and then in college i you know visited different ministries visited different churches mm-hmm. um but i didn't really commit to anything yeah so that, that was actually one thing that uh i kind of uh, decided when I moved to Birmingham was to not do what I did in college. It, like I real, I look back at the last, you know, four years and, uh, I didn't feel like I gained anything by sampling all these places. Really? Like I felt, mm. I felt like, uh, you know, it doesn't really like I'm not missing out. I think I'm missing out by not committing. Yeah. I'm not missing out by, you know, like the cooler church down the street. Mm. Like I, I, f- I really felt like I missed out because I didn't just pick one and then just forget about choosing, you know, yeah. getting out of the choosing mindset as soon as possible and just being in the, I'm living here mindset. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, for sure. And being a single guy coming to Birmingham, I mean, you kind of could have continued to do that and kind of shop around or hop around if you will. Yeah. And yeah. Have that experience. Yeah. I probably could have. Yeah. But I did not. Not yeah. good. <laughs> I feel like your first Sunday was one. I think it was. Wasn't Ashley, it your first I Sunday? I think it was our first Sunday, too. Yeah. Yeah. Ashley so I already knew. And we knew each other yeah. from previous church. So yeah. that was crazy. We yeah. were both like, what? No. Yeah. You're that was today? really weird. And we what sat really close to each other. <laughs> yeah. It was really weird. Yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. No. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, now we're going to take a little breather. Uh, we're going to come up for air with something that we call a speed round. Andrew, are, are you familiar with this? Uh, I have heard it because I listen to the midweek <laughs> podcast frequently. <laughs> this is As an original. All of our elders are required to. That's right. Yeah. yeah. This is an original idea that we stole from other podcasts. Oh, uh, cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So are you, are you ready? James going to be asking the questions and you have to answer rapid fire. So there's, there's no time to delay. <laughs> okay. I like that. 
Right. Even though when I did this, I took my time answering. Oh, this. I, when yeah. I listened back, I was like, it's I not didn't as really, good. I didn't really. <laughs> it's that but it's better. It's that you gut. Just, you want that gut. It's that spontaneity. We can edit later. Yeah. First thing that comes to mind. <laughs> First thing that comes to mind. First yeah. thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Exactly. This is reckless. Let's go. Yeah. All right, here we go. This is going to be great. It's going to get wild. Reckless is a word I would never use in a song. I just <laughs> use that in a podcast. <laughs> There's a little deep cut. <laughs> okay, back, back on track. On track. Oh. Hope you brought your own tambourine for this. Uh, all right. Okay. How do you like your eggs? Uh, I've been uh, soft boiling them lately. Oh. I do love eggs, yeah. and I've gone through phases. And if it's hard boiled, I think it's disgusting. But if it's still okay. like not totally cooked, <laughs> yeah. But but uh, you have to put it in like ice water for the shell to come off. Okay. But, like, the yolk cannot be... I do not want the yolk to be... I feel like you were way too prepared for this question. <laughs> Thank you for the no, concise no, answer. You just kind of hit on something I care about. Yeah. This is, I care about this more than anything we've talked about. <laughs> I mean, I like to fry eggs again. Yeah. Do not overcook them. Okay, back so, on. So, okay. Favorite holiday? Uh, I guess Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The meal or why? I like Fourth of July too. Uh, I like it because there's no gift giving. Both of those for their the Christian stress. connotations. No gift giving. <laughs> yeah, no gift. Well, giving. That's another thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Uh, was the was Easter correct answer? <laughs> uh, they got me. Uh, L- no. Listen, in the church tradition I grew up in, those were the two most important holidays. What <laughs> Easter? Oh. No, no Thanksgiving and Fourth of July. Uh, it's very. Uh, yeah, I could see that. A big church production. Oh. Mm. Fireworks. The cross, all those things. All the things. Shooting fireworks in the shape of the cross. Yeah. <laughs> and the flag. <laughs> okay. I like Thanksgiving because there's no gifts and you just hang out. And yeah. I like I like, it's about I like community. The, that season. I like that kind of autumn weather. Yeah. Like foot, football. Football still oh, rolling. Yeah. A lot of good things. Mm-hmm. So many good things. If you could travel back in time, what period would you go to? Oh, man. Uh, oh, man, what a gift. <laughs> what a treat. <laughs> I don't know. So uh, much fun. Don't, don't waste it. Shoot, yeah. man, I don't know. This is uh, your only time to go back in time, so know. this is There's it. There's so many <laughs> things that you could do and see. First thing that comes to your mind, though. Uh, I like, I'll, oh, shoot. Okay, can you also pick the country and the yeah, city? Yeah, do whatever. It's yeah. your thing. Okay, You're going like back that. in time. A little bit of freedom. Uh I think it would be cool to maybe be in New York. You know, you know, Godfather Two when it's yeah. like uh, when it goes back in time. I feel like that era of New York seemed like that's when you really like made things happen. You know, it's it's the uh, so you want to be in the mafia. That's what you're talking. <laughs> so back oh. when people were Sleeping getting killed in fishes. knife fights and yeah. stuff like that. Well, he didn't have to and go then go down, to church on Sunday. <laughs> I mean, he didn't have to go down that road. That was the, you know that was uh, what's that actor's name the. Robert De Niro? Yeah, Robert De Niro. He didn't have to make those choices. But that idea of being <laughs> kind of like uh, you know, fresh off the boat, you know, I think I, yeah. according to my family history, it might have been Ireland, you know. Yeah. Okay. Fresh off the Maybe. boat. Just making a yeah. li- making a life for ourselves in the new world. This I think episode that's is brought to you by Ancestry.com. Yeah. Ancestry.com. I mean, Ellis Island. Type 49 dollars Type I mean, in Shades Midweek for 10% off. To put your mark on Ellis Island, I think, is yeah. that's yeah. pretty cool. It's an, should, exciting, it's an exciting time. It's, a very, it's an American answer, but... We should probably go to the that's next That's all question. I know. Okay. You really want, I really want to watch The Godfather tonight now. A, the second one... I that just put yeah, me in like, the mood to watch Godfather Fievel. American, oh, yeah, West. American Tale. <laughs> yeah, kind of the same I thing. I like that movie. Yeah. 
<laughs> Same vibe. It's good. Is Jimmy Kimmel funny? <laughs> oh, is that controversial? I don't. I'm just love asking. It. I don't it, love there's it. There's nothing, but it's not a loaded question. I'm just asking, uh, is he funny or not? Mm. I don't watch it, but I don't dislike him at Kimmel. all. Kimmel. Yeah. Yeah, I don't dislike him at all. I, I mean, ever since like the streaming thing has become a thing, like how, how many times do you guys watch like a late night show like never live. Right. You know what I mean? It never never happens. Like I'm old old enough to really get into Conan in, in the yeah. NBC Conan years. Right. Oh yeah, dude. You know I, what I'm talking about. I watched Team yeah, Coco. No, Listen, late, I watched Conan just night, to watch Max Weinberg. Conan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? I, play, wow. I played drums, drums yeah. in middle school. Really? In high school and yeah, Max Weinberg, man. It was cool. Wow, that's cool. He was a central figure. He it didn't have Bruce Springsteen's drummer. Bruce yeah. Springsteen, Dave, drummer. you know he's the he's the man too. Yeah, yeah, yeah David Letterman. Letterman. Yeah. He was always my favorite. Yeah, of the late night hosts. Yeah, for sure. Is double dipping at a party ever acceptable? <laughs> uh, you just don't want anybody to see it happen. <laughs> especially coronavirus. Now, especially new rules. <laughs> new rules. Corona rules. Probably no now. Yeah. If you could get a yacht, what would you call it? Uh, Assuming you don't already own one. <laughs> I have a canoe. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah. Does uh, your canoe have a name? No. I like the idea of Let's it. Let's name your canoe I would right procrastinate. now. I would procrastinate probably 10 years before I painted a name on my yacht. But yeah. uh, I don't maybe a maybe a cool sports term or something. Bodie McBoat Like what? I don't know. Maybe uh I, don't know. I see I could I wouldn't I would never be proud of a name I came up with in like 5 seconds. <laughs> Right. That's the point of this. Okay, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay. okay. <laughs> He's passing. He's officially uh -huh. passing. Uh -huh. Okay. Are reindeers real creatures? Real? Oh. Are they real? Do they not? Are, are they, they real or fake? Wait, are you talking I don't, about flying? I'm just asking you. Are you talking about flying reindeers? Are there not <laughs> normal reindeers? Reindeers. Are yeah, there not reindeer. normal reindeers? Is it Probably. reindeers or reindeer? I don't. I guess reindeer would be the plural. Is that? Yeah. Are reindeer real? Are reindeer real? Uh, I don't believe they fly. I thought. There okay, was you don't a real, believe they f they fly. Okay. I guess they're not. That's a, a good real, answer. It just goes straight from deer to elk. There's not an in between. Could you go see a reindeer? Is reindeer what we're asking. Category. Oh. Um, like in the woods somewhere, anywhere. Like yeah, any, maybe like maybe there's a petting zoo or something. Could you? I could see that. Okay, I could see. That. Apparently, they are real mammals in North America. We call them, <laughs> we call them caribou. Yeah, was, yeah. You know, okay, I like that. That was a good. They're answer. called other. See that in other <laughs> continents, they're called something else. <laughs> when people stand up for a standing ovation, are you usually one of the earlier people to stand up or one of the later? Uh, definitely delayed reaction. Okay. Yeah. I'm in my own world. I'm not paying attention. So is I only stand up because they're standing up, and then once I'm up, I don't really want to be anymore. <laughs> is that true in worship, too, when one person stands up? Have you ever been that person where you're uh, the first one worship. that stands up? Or are you normally, you're the crowd that feels the peer pressure and stands uh, up I try afterwards. to get in my zone. I try okay. to get in my zone. A yeah. It's that more. charismatic background. That's right. Be another way no, it shapes right. you. You didn't even In know. fact, I don't want to do what everyone's doing. I try to, Oh. you know... Yeah, kind of. Yeah. When when they zig, I zag. You know what I mean? Just kind of. So if you fire. stood up and everybody else stood up, you'd sit back. There's down. a lot of hands up. <laughs> if there's a lot of hands up, you got to kneel. If there's a lot of kneelers, you got to stand. You know what I mean? You can't. Yeah. You I can't just follow. Follow the crowd. No, no, no. It's no. good. Yeah. All right. If there's a spider in your in your house, do you kill it or set it free? Uh, I kill it. Yeah, that's, I'm fine with that. If there was a hair in your soup at a restaurant, would you return it? No, I don't. Do, I'm, I have the worst personality for 
handling uh, injustices. So, you, so <laughs> could you wait? Could you explain that a little bit? Uh, I would take you, you it would out. Eat the soup. I would take the. Take I would take the hair out. It would have to be. I would have to be in a certain unusual mood that day for me to confront. Yeah, any employee because the waiter so didn't do it. You, you would take it out. Would you fault. still eat the soup? Yeah, probably. Okay, between that answer and your double dipping answer, how yeah. do you not have the coronavirus yet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that picky, I guess. <sighs> All right, last question. If you could push a button and make everyone in the world 7% happier, but it would also place a worldwide ban on all hairstyling products, would you push it? A ban? Like, that's a bad thing? What is this? Yeah, you <laughs> of can't. Of course. Can't. Everyone would hate me first if I didn't push it. So okay, you there's just that took, guy you just, that you, likes his moose You just than. took away all hairstyling products. Yeah, but how No what? one can style their hair now at all. Yeah, Women, uh, they can't. They, they can't. No hairspray, no nah, anything. It's, there's a way to still <laughs> have, a, have a look. You can still have a look. No, man, they're banned. Uh, you could grow it out or something. Seven percent. You is get something. caught with that stuff. It's life in this scenario. I mean, you can't. Uh, you can't have. You just can't be the guy that didn't push that button. <laughs> you can't live with that. <laughs> All right, good job. That was good. That was beautiful. All right, I got That's beautiful. I do have one more, just because I'm curious. Okay. Define wind. Uh, it. This just reminds me of a DC Talk <laughs> thing where it's like. You see the effects of the wind. <laughs> see the effects but do you of the know wind? the Billy Graham clip? <laughs> that's uh, yeah. Billy Graham. Yeah, that's, that's John three. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it's that's but it's Bible? Billy Graham. The but effects Jesus. of the wind. Yeah, the Jesus. B- says that. Oh, you're right. I know, but the co- but on the DC talk, it's Billy. It is Billy Graham Wait, though giving the message. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 look no. that up, dude. I had the same Let DC talk. That that's, right the, that's the Jesus freak album. So like, John I know three. Though? I have. I can hear it in my head. No, so but are we saying that DC talk has a bigger influence on us than Jesus? No, no, no. It doesn't say it the same way. The Jesus quote says, "You don't know where the wind's going." Very different from this little oh, okay. analogy of okay. like God okay. is a spirit and you can't see him, but you see the trees rustle. That's <laughs> not what Jesus. It's not that cheesy. The Bible's a little more yeah. deep. But how would you define it, Andrew? Uh, the wind. Yeah, um, that's. Let's get back. Let's get back to okay. it. Okay, I've already probably gone off theology a little bit. <laughs> but the idea of not knowing What's where th- things are going, I love that. That's cool. Oh. So how would you define wind? You got. You got to define wind. Wind is moving. I mean, it is moving air particles. I mean, that's real. It's a real thing. It's pretty good. And it's usually... It's not like reindeer. There's usually a, a high and a low colliding. That's what it's all about. It's about cold and hot colliding. It's about it's about at the fray. You know what I mean? You it's should a, stop. It's, a, it's a, the moment of conflict. <laughs> the moment of conflict. That's where the wind is. Yeah. It's an adjustment. Andrew. Adjustment to balance. <laughs> This He's is going, good. You're about to go James Spann on us here in a second. <laughs> let's talk about the dew Man. point and the, right, let's, uh, about to get a the air deal. pressure. Okay. Got me in a weird mood with this rapid fire. Okay. The debris signature. Okay. All come right. Back. Come we'll back bring it back. Bring okay. it back. Thank you. Thank you. Good job with the speed round, by Thanks, the way. Thanks, man. Okay. Very good. It's fast enough. Okay. <gasps> All right. Let's bring it back down. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your work yeah, in Birmingham? Okay. Um, so I'm a graphic designer. And, uh, and so in Auburn, I studied industrial design, which is a little bit more like product design, a little bit more like, uh, you know, like Apple computer. Uh, this is also shows my age, but uh, when I was in college, like the iPod came out, you know, 
and it was like, uh, ooh, yeah. this... It was ooh. a big deal. Yeah, the design of it was kind of part of the success. Like, it had a look, you know? Mm. And so that's that's when industrial design is. It's sort of design... It's, it's not an engineering thing. It's about making products, you know, work well, but also kind of have, like, a desirable kind of vibe to them. Appealing. You know? oh, appeal, yeah, you got to have a little appeal. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so some people, n- no one from my class did this, but in that profession if you're like really into like your sketching and you're like super amazing, like the highest maybe job might be to work at an automotive place and like design the new, you know, addition of some, you know, some car coming out. Oh yeah. So that's the field, but obviously you could also be designing like, um, like a, a shopping cart, you know, like that, that's, that would be a real job that you actually be very thankful to have. Cause you'd be like very the shopping consistent. cart guy at like, you know, Ironworks R Us, you know what I mean? <laughs> and you would have a legit salary, and every two years you'd have to refine that shopping cart. Yeah. Have little, you know, tricks, you know, little whiz bangs, you know, change the color. I don't know. Is that a, is that a technical <laughs> term from the field? Whiz bangs. Whiz bangs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you could do, do a little highlighter marker on that, you know, yeah, pop, yeah, yeah. pops off the page. But anyway, I wasn't that into that. I practiced it for a little bit. Shopping carts or yeah, not okay. yeah, all of it. Yeah, toasters, <laughs> just drawing stuff, you know. Uh, and I, I worked at an industrial design firm for five years actually. Oh wow! And it was fun, but I kind of got tired of it. I wanted things to be a little bit faster moving and a little bit more creative. So I started getting into graphic design, and so I kind of switched over to five years. I've been doing that since then. Okay, awesome. And are you with a company doing that, or so? Uh, at first, I was with uh, two uh, with a design firm, and then an advertising agency, and then went to another place for a little bit. But then, the last two years, I've been a freelancer. So I've been just out there, uh, loving every minute on your of own, it. self-employed. <laughs> I was trying to quote that Seinfeld line: "I'm out there, Jerry, and I'm loving every minute of it." <laughs> Uh, but I just don't have that voice. <laughs> I just couldn't couldn't pull it off. That I've Kramer. N- I've yeah. never seen an episode of Seinfeld. Ooh, I know. I know. I know. I know. Mm, I've yeah. already confessed this on the on the podcast. Yeah, it's bad. It's fixable. Okay. But anyway. I wouldn't have got the reference. What are what are I, what are some of your uh, like? Do you have some designer heroes or some Ooh, some yeah. people that design Good stuff question. that you really Good like question. a lot? Wow. Mm. Uh, man. Um, I mean, I mean, I like all. I still like industrial design. Like, I still like. Um, you know, products and stuff like, so like there's a guy, uh, named Dieter Rams from the eighties who did all of the products for Braun, which was a German electronics company. Oh yeah. And so Apple kind of, uh, was, uh, highly inspired by a lot of his products mm. and, uh, they're just like really clean, the really modern, um, I don't know, just something about them that's just like, they're still super cool, I think. They don't even age very much. Uh, so that's one guy that's cool. Uh, I like that kind of era. So like the uh, graphic designers of that time, kind of in the 60s, were cool. Um, I'm trying to think of like, there's definitely like firms that I like, you know, the work they've done. Like there's there's a firm in uh, New York called uh, Pentagram. I think they have another office in London, and they've been around for a long time. But uh their branding work is still just like really impressive. So just kind of rambling. 
No, that's good. No one's going to know these references. So, is <laughs> these it? are like really boring references. <laughs> well, Someone just went to sleep. Is there any of your, uh, your design work around Birmingham that people might recognize? Uh, I'm, I'm setting you up here because I know you would, you would never pat yourself on the uh, back. But uh, Well, I guess, yeah, I've been fortunate to work on uh, some of the cans for Good People Brewing Company. And that was something that uh, kind of just happened when I was working at an advertising agency that was one of our clients. And I kind of just, it just worked out for me to, to start working on that account. And so I was able to work on uh, kind of revamping their line of cans. Um, and then later when I uh, went freelance, I've been able to uh, revamp the Avondale Brewery line because they're, they're, it's the same owners. Mm, um, people may not know that. So, I mean, it's really fun thing like i feel very thankful to see something i worked on like at a grocery store is yeah feels it's great you know it's cans all over the southeast right yeah i mean it's i mean it's it's something that is like i'm really thankful for and then at the same time it's like if they don't sell well then you know you know then i'm out on the streets (laughs) 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 i'm just kidding but it's like it's kind of i feel the responsibility of it like i don't want to mess it up you know what i mean yeah so uh, if you hate them, don't tell me. Just, just lie to lie to my face. Yeah. Tell me you like them. You know. Totally. And then, you haven't mentioned your biggest client yet. Oh, uh, sh- what are you, are you talking about? Sh- a certain uh, nonprofit organization. <laughs> certain organization in West Homewood. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about that? Yeah. A bit? Uh, yeah. It'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you, Jonathan. Uh, asked We're me. We're talking about, about Shades Valley okay, <laughs> Community <yeah>. Church, <laughs> by the way. For those who don't know. <laughs> Um, I was just going to let it roll. (laughs) Yeah. Jonathan asked me uh, what I thought about maybe working on some, something like that. um, Maybe like two or three years ago. And it was before you asked me to think about becoming an elder. I think you dropped both of them on me, like in the same week or something. It's probably, maybe the same. Sounds like something. Breakfast. Yeah. Anytime (laughs) Jonathan's like, Hey, can we get breakfast? I'm like, Oh, what's about to happen? (laughs) 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 I don't know. Okay. Normally it's church discipline. But in this case, it's something else. It has. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Uh, but, uh, so he asked me about that and I was like, yeah, that would be really fun. Like I definitely want to, but then, um, I knew it wasn't going to be super easy, but I found it to be, harder than I thought actually like getting into it. Cause it was like, it, it made me think a lot about like, well, what should, I mean, I don't want to overemphasize the importance of a logo for a church. I don't think it's that important to be honest. I, I think it, I think it's good to have one that you like. I don't, mm. I, but I don't think it's like the biggest thing in the world, but it made me just think in general, like representing shades. Yeah. Value. Like what should that what be? That look like? And yeah. so I, I was like, you know, if I drew something to, um, touchy feely it started to feel like like a new housing development you know like on 280 you know what <laughs> i mean the shades you know what i mean and there's like tree branches and a, a, a golf course view in yeah. the backyard included you know and i was just like oh this doesn't this feels cheese ball you know yeah, and yeah. then maybe something else would feel like too uh kind of uh not corporate but if i made it too clean and like something that might actually, I think, look good for maybe like a business. Like I don't want shades to feel like a, you know, like some kind of slick, you know, mm. like like an Apple computer. You know what I mean? Yeah, or yeah. like that feels weird too. It feels too like overproduced. Like we have a fog machine or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, 
Yeah. We, we don't. You we know? don't. And Not yet. Yeah. I, I mean, should cancel. Maybe we will. I should cancel the fog machine <laughs> yeah. order. I yeah. just made. I'll be back in a minute. Yeah. So I then so I was like, uh, I don't want it to feel like a shopping mall or something, you know, like, um, or too like commercial feeling, and I I actually really like churches that have some type of cross element involved in some way, just because I feel like if you try to get too clever and someone drives by, I don't know. I just don't know what purpose it serves to be like, we're so hip, you know, that mm. you don't even know what we're doing in here. <laughs> I was like, what is, is this a brewery? You don't know. Is this, uh, you know, a new bar that opened? You don't know. You're intrigued and that's it, you know. Come I'm on like, in. Yeah. Surprise, it's a church. Yeah, it's wrapped. Gotcha, you know. I just like I don't know, I just feel like the cross like says a lot. Like I just feel like it's a quick symbol of thinking about the gospel, you know. Mm, yeah. So I do like incorporating that in like um but I I like the idea of a cross being part of of the mark cuz I cuz I feel like the gospel is the story. Mm. And I feel like the cross does a great job of quickly, you know, mm. bringing that to this to yeah, the forefront. Yeah. But then there's this, oh, you know, how should we draw it? You know, because you can still go uh, maybe like real modern with it. So I wanted there to be a little bit of an old world feel, just a little bit of a character to the typeface. So I picked one that's like it's a serif typeface that has has a little, it almost has a little bit of a Celtic, Celtic vibe, yeah. a little bit, yeah. And it's I like earthy, like a little bit of that liturgical, a little bit of a some roots going feeling to it, mm-hmm. um, and kind of like a green that goes with the name shades but is kind of dark richer green so hopefully people are feel good about it but it was i really enjoyed the exercise personally mm. to go through that yeah and, it's awesome. uh, it took me a long time to impress jonathan to to finally <laughs> approve something <laughs> gotta go back to that drawing board several times <laughs> with oh tears Lord. you know uh, i prayed through it it was okay a lot of counseling <laughs> I'm not even going to try to defend myself here. Yeah, no. But uh, Jonathan, fin- no, I'm kidding. No, but Jonathan seemed to like that. It seemed like people connected with that one, and so we went with it. So yeah, we really I mean, no, we're not. We appreciate stuck. you working on that. We really, thanks, love it. man. No, I enjoyed it. So I'm just glad that people feel good about it. Yeah. Well, I, f- I think this is a great example of someone using their talent, their ability, doing something really phenomenal for the sake of the local church and doing it well and putting a lot of thought and intention to it. And I think it speaks and continues to speak today. So I appreciate that, man. Thanks, man. It's cool. It's cool. So, uh, this will be the last question we have for you. You and I have had some conversations about faith and work. And so I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about how you see your faith shaping your work as someone that works with graphic design and graphic design. Um, yeah, like I, I definitely, um, I definitely feel like, uh, the work you do matters. Um, and I feel like it's not just a way to bring in an income so that you can donate to the real things that matter. Mm. I feel like the actual practice of, uh, of work is important. Um, I guess I think for different professions, they might have a different um, perspective on why it's meaningful to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so for for my profession, so so I'm not a 
I'm not an artist. Like my profession is designed for like a, a functional need, you know, to uh, I'm working for clients most of the time. That's kind of the, the thing. So I, I do see uh, a, a element of, of serving someone as being part of it. Uh, the thing that I really love about branding specifically is like, let's say someone has like a dream to like open like a brewery or open like a new, like a restaurant or open something. Um, it's usually like very important. Like it's a, it's a dream they have in their heart. It's like a, it's not for them. It's usually not just about uh, the return on investment. They actually really believe in that thing mm. and they're excited about that thing. And to be able to, uh, to help them visualize it or help them be even more excited about it. Like, I guess the best compliment sometimes is when someone has like something they're excited about, but it's just kind of still in that abstract phase. And then all of a sudden you, you put this look behind it and these colors and these, you know, typefaces and they're able to kind of see it for the first time. And it all of a sudden feels real to them. Mm. To me, that's like a very special thing to kind of help uh, make like a vision uh, come to life in a way or just feel like, oh, I can see that place opening down the street or I could see myself starting this business now. Now mm. that I've got that business card, I can actually I, it's like it's a weird thing that maybe something as small as a business card can give you the confidence of like, oh, yeah, like I can open that firm now. You know, it's mm. like it becomes yep. real. uh Maybe that's just one element of mm-hmm. it, but I, I definitely feel like that's kind of a spiritual thing, this idea of like, like I think God puts dreams in people, and I think God uh, has, you know, is drawing people towards, uh, you know, stepping out or taking risks and all this kind of stuff. And, I, and the, to be able to kind of uh, help that process and kind of um, – be an advocate for them, you know, it to me feels meaningful. So I really, mm. I feel like it, it's a, it's a part of the community that I like to be, I like to help the community that way that, you know, the community of Birmingham. So, mm. yeah. So not just viewing them as another client and kind of busting something out and getting the money and moving on, but yeah, would, really uh, yeah. treating them <laughs> with care and con- compassion yeah. and, well, it's and like, investing in them instead of just seeing it as a, random project or something right yeah i mean i i probably wouldn't do graphic design if it was just if it was just like a way to uh you know just get an income yeah it's too i don't know if stressful is the right word but it it really bothers me if i if i if i don't uh hit it right you know if i strike out like it really (laughs) which is something i have to like release you know it's a yeah. you know uh but uh yeah what were we saying i guess yeah it's like I, I wouldn't be doing it if i didn't care about the result being like effective you know or believe that there, there's it's it's a it's a powerful thing was done right you know yeah it's awesome well andrew i have had a lovely time <laughs> <laughs> no seriously man we we thank you really for taking the time and coming up here and taking time away from work and those things to to let us interview you and play our silly speed round games and those kinds of things. But man, we just uh, we appreciate you. We appreciate what you do, and uh, thank you for serving as an elder and for using your gifts here at Shades too. 
Thanks, man. Um, and and I mean, it's definitely, uh, yeah, I, I love shades, and hopefully, even and I was joking when you when you read out the little list of what elders need to be right. right. I, I did know that list. <laughs> <laughs> you you left me. me hanging there for about an hour. Yeah, so here's the the resolve. You for know. all those that were concerned, uh, it's good storytelling. Leave it to the end. That's right. Exactly. But a little. Uh, but it's still when I hear that, I'm like, man, like, just you know, that's that is something I aspire to for sure. So it's, you know, I think it's a goal to that we're you know, you know, going you know chasing after. Right. Uh, but definitely uh, love being a part of Shades. That's awesome, man. Well, we uh, we really enjoyed doing this first uh, installment of our Meet a Member series, which is not something we're going to do like just in, su- in successive weeks, week after week. We're just going to drop these kinds of episodes every now and then as we get to call people in, but really glad that we got to have Andrew for the first one. And uh, thank you for joining us. This has been another episode of Shades Midweek. We will see you next time.